Okay, we're doing now Tuesday's portion of the Midbar. We're in Chapter 2 of the Parshas Midbar, which is the first of the portions of the book of Midbar. So God spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, The children of Israel shall encamp, each man of his division, according to the signs of their father's house, and a distance surrounding the tent of meeting shall they encamp. So this concept of them encamping according to the signs of their father's house. So what does that mean? So Rashi gives us two explanations. Now, previously in the verse, looking at the Hebrew, it says, Ish al-diglo, which a dego in modern Hebrew we can view as a flag. It can be viewed also in biblical Hebrew as a flag, but it also means a division. The Rashi looks at the word degel as a division. So each man according to his division, and then it says the osos, according to the signs of their father's house. The Rashi says the sign is that each tribe had a colored sheet of cloth, what we would call probably a flag, hanging in the midst of the sign. And this flag, this color indicated that this was this tribe's place. What was the color of this colored piece of cloth? It was the color of the stone on the choshen, on the breastplate of the high priest. You remember, we discussed the garments of the high priest, his eight special garments. He has a breastplate, a choshen, which has a stone, one for each of the 12 tribes. So the color of the stone is the color of the flag. And that's what it means by osos, the signs that shows you this is your tribe's encampment. Another explanation, because the phrase says, to the signs of their father's house. So Rashi says, this could be the sign given by their father, their ancient father, Jacob, Yaakov, because before Yaakov passed away, he told his sons exactly how they should carry him and in what order they should be standing. And the exact order that they were told to stand the formation of their carrying the coffin of Jacob, this is a formation that they camped in the desert. So this is what it means, the signs of their father's house, the sign that their father, Jacob, gave to them. The verse says, at a distance surrounding the tents of meeting. So what do we mean by a distance? So the distance was, in biblical terms, a distance called a meal, which is, another biblical measurement, 2,000 amos, which in modern-day terminology is between six-tenths and seven-tenths of a mile. So the camping was one meal away from the center of the camp where the tent of meeting was, where the ayahomayed was. Now, why was it not moved further than then? Because that's as far as you can walk on Shabbos. You're going outside the camp, so to speak. You can go outside without restrictions, this amount. This is called Tchum Shabbos. In other words, if you're within a city where there's residences and you're going from house to house, to shul, to synagogue, no problem. But once you leave the inhabited area, how far can you walk past the inhabited area? One meal. This 2,000 amos. And therefore, they were going from the inhabited area of their encamping to the uninhabited area to traverse that, to get to where the tent of meeting, the homoid was, where Moses and Aaron were. They want to go on Shabbos. They want to study Torah for Moses. 
They want to come to the tabernacle to pray. So therefore, the distance could not be more than this meal, so they would be allowed to traverse this distance on Shabbos. Now, why is Rashi, Rashi then goes on to say, explaining that the Jews should be able to come on Shabbos because Moses and Aaron and Aaron's sons and the Levites were all encamped next to the tabernacle. So it could be that the reason Rashi told us that is to explain why God made sure that they were encamped at such a distance that they'd be allowed to come on Shabbos. Again, they have their encampment. What do they need to go to the tabernacle on Shabbos for? Well, they want to pray there. They want to study with Moses and Aaron and the Levites. Okay, so we need it to be a distance. You're allowed to walk on the Sabbath. Or others explain that Rashi says this because if you look at the verse, the verse seems to be contradicting itself. At a distance, surrounding the tent of meeting. And distance implies far, and surrounding implies close. So Rashi's saying the general Jewish population was at a distance, this six-tenths, seven-tenths of a mile away from the tabernacle, the tent of meeting. But surrounding the tent of meeting, meaning up close, were Moses and Aaron and the Levites, so we have both at a distance and surrounding close. Continuing, those who encamp to the front at the east shall be the division of the camp of Judah, Yehuda, according to their armies, and the prince of the children of Judah, of Yehuda, is Nachshon, the son of Aminadah. So the verse here uses two words that really mean the same thing. Kedma and Mizracha, east, east. In other words, Kedem means east and Mizrach means east. So Rashi explains that the word Kedem implies the front, the face. This is the face, the front, which is the east, as if the face is the east and the back is the west. The question, of course, is what are we gaining from this? Or why don't we just use one word? So if we just use the word Mizrach, east, okay, we know they're camping east and we don't know the significance. Kedem Kedma is explaining it's the face, it's the front, it's the primary position, it's the most important place, leading the, the troops, because Judah, Yehuda, was the most important tribe, so therefore they were encamped, not just east in a way that seems not significant, but Kedma, the front. So why don't I just have the word Kedma, and then I don't need both words. Well, since Kedem, Kedma means east, if I didn't have another word, I would just take it simply as giving me direction. But because I have the other word Mizra that gives me the direction, I know Kedem is coming to tell me something beyond the orientation, and therefore I can derive, as Rashi says, it's telling me the significance of being camped in the east, that this is important. This is the front. This is giving them honor. Its army and their counted ones are 74,600. So we're now going through the numbers the encampments of the tribes, and their count. Those encamping next to him are the tribe of Yisachar, and the prince of the children of Yisachar is Nisano ben Suar. Its army and their counting ones are 54,400. The tribe of Zvulun, and the prince of the children of Zvulun is Eliav ben Chelon. Its army and their counting ones are 57,400. So now we have three tribes that are all count, camped on the east. The main one, the first one listed, is Yehuda, is Judah, with Yisachar and Zavulan. So Yehuda, Yisachar, and Zavulan are all encamped to the east of the tabernacle. All the camp counted ones for the camp of Judah, Yehuda, are 186,000, 
400, according to the army, they shall be the first to journey. So this is what we're going to see is the structure that we have on each side, three tribes with one central main, main tribe and then two other tribes with them. So the verse said they should be the first to journey. So Rashi explains, we have a few signs here. First, there were clouds, and the clouds would tell them if they should stay or move. So when the clouds start moving, this is a sign we're supposed to travel. Then the priests will blow the trumpet. So after we have these two signs, the clouds moving and the priests blowing the trumpets, then the first of the tribes, Judah, would start to travel. And they would go according to their encampment, meaning Judah's group, his three tribes on the east, Reuven's on the south, Ephraim's on the west, Dun on the north, and in the middle, the Levites with the wagons carrying all the structure of the tabernacle, plus, of course, the parts that the Levites carried themselves. The division of the camp of Reuven shall be to the south, according to their armies, and the prince of the children of Reuven is Eliezer, son of Shteor. Elitzor. I'm sorry, Elitzor, the son of Shteor. So with this second group we're going to be talking about, after we've discussed the camping on the east, is the camping on the south. The main tribe there is Reuven, and we're going to see the same system of two more tribes with him. Its army and their counted ones are 46,500. The encampment next to him are the tribe of Shimon, and the prince of the tribe of Shimon is Shlumiel, the son of Trishadai. Its army and the counted ones are 59,300. And the tribe of Gud, the prince of the children of Gud, is Eliasaf, the son of Reuel. Its army and their counted ones are 45,650. All the counted ones for the camp of Reuven are 151,450, according to their army. They shall be the second to journey. So we had first traveling to the east, Yehuda, with the other two tribes with him, Issachar and Zvulun. And the next group to go is a group on the south, where again the main tribe there is Reuven, and the two tribes with him are Shimon and Gud. They're the second ones to travel. The tent of meeting, the Ayamayid, the camp of the Levites, shall journey in the middle of the camps. As they encamp, so shall they journey, everyone in his place according to their divisions. So Rashi explains this means, again, we have four divisions because we have four groupings of the tribes. So we had two divisions that went. First, Yehuda went with the three tribes there. Then Reuven went with the three tribes. And now, in the middle of the journeying, meaning midpoint, two tribes, two groups of tribes went. Then the midpoint, the Levites go with all the pieces of the tabernacle. And then we're going to have two more groups of tribes that are going to follow them. And their traveling is, as their encampment, literally they're traveling in this like box-like formation. Now, the verse uses the word, we're translating it loosely by his place. Literally, the word in Hebrew is al-yado, which means by his hand. And Rashi explains, of course, it means literally his hands, it means his place, but your hands reach, your hands implies your immediate surroundings, the area within reach of your hand. And that's why the Hebrew uses the term on your hand and by your place. Now we're going to go to the third group of tribes. The division of the camp of Ephraim, according to their armor, shall be to the west, and the prince of the children of Ephraim is Elishama, the son of Amihud. Its army and their counted ones are 40,500. And next to him are, now the word here says next to him, literally it's alav, which would mean on him, 
which it might imply over him or in charge of him. The Rashi clarifies that it means, as the Targum Ungla says, next to him. And next to him are the tribes of Manasseh, the tribe of Nasha. The prince of the children of Manasseh is Gamliel, the son of Pidatsor. Its army and their captain was are 32,200. And the tribe of Benjamin. And the prince of the tribe of Benjamin is Avidan, the son of Gidoni. Its army and their counted ones are 35,400. All the counted ones for the camp of Ephraim are 108,100. According to their army, they shall be the third to journey. So we had first movement of the clouds. That was the sign we're going. Second, the priests blow the trumpet. That's the sign we're going. Then Yehuda, the ones camped to the east, traveled first with the two tribes with them, Yisachar and Zavula. Then next, was the southern encampment, Reuven, with the two tribes with him, Shimon and Gad. Then the Levites, obviously the priests and the Levites, and the tent of meeting and all of its pieces, those parts that were carried, the carts on the wagons. And now we have the third group, those that travel to the west, those that are camped to the west, and that were traveling, of course, as they were camped, with Ephraim. And Ephraim has with him two tribes, Menashe and Benjamin. And now, of course, we have one more group of tribes, which is the northern group. The division of the camp of Dun shall be to the north, according to their armies, and the prince of the children of Dun is Achiezer, the son of Amishadai. Its army and the counted ones are 62,700. Those encamping next to him are the tribes of Asher, and the prince of the children of Asher is Pakiel, the son of Achran. Its army and their counted ones are 41,500, and the tribe of Naphtali. And the prince of the children of Naphtali is Achira, the son of Anan. Its army counted ones are 53,400. All the counted ones for the camp of Dun are 157,600. This will be the last to journey according to these divisions. So the final division that went was Dun. And Dun had with him, of course, we know by now the system, two tribes. We have Usher and we have Naphtali with the children of Dun. Of course, there's many explanations of this idea of Dun being the final group. First, we had in the east, Yehuda. Then we had in the south, Reuven. Then we had the western group, Ephraim. And now the last ones to travel, this northern group of Dun with Usher and Naphtali that are considered the Maasif. They travel last because they gather up what the other tribes have lost, maybe on some level lost items, maybe on some level people that strayed off the path and therefore weren't able to stay with the group, and then restored them and brought them back to the Jewish people. These are the countings of the children of Israel according to their father's house. All the countings of the camps according to their armies, 603,515. The Levites were not counted among the children of Israel as Hashem, as God had commanded Moses. Children of Israel did everything that God had commanded Moses. So they encamped according to their divisions, and so they journeyed every man according to his families by his father's house.